Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows come the best indie podcasts. Hello everyone, I'm Pat. And I'm Darcy. Welcome to the Pod of Terror. Darcy, have you heard of a case of circumcision by gun? No. That sounds <laughs> crazy. That was a robber in Chicago. Um, <laughs> so basically he was... Um, attempting robbery and he was running away from the police and he had a gun and he accidentally shot himself in the dick as he was running away from the police he was taken to the hospital and then they arrested him so um oh so he did it to himself he did it to himself yeah yeah so it wasn't the police they don't imagine having that good of a name to yes exactly shoot for the top of your dick but no he did it to himself probably it was in his pocket it was on what's it called safety not safety it yeah not on not on safety, safety. Exactly. <laughs> whatever it is yeah uh, that's how you know my knowledge about guns yeah. is incredible so we obviously we're from like we're UK Londoners we, we don't, don't really guns. have guns yeah we don't mm. have guns here but if I was ever in a situation where I had to carry a gun mm. you best believe every probably two three minutes I'll be checking the safety I'll be like one of I those would. I'll be so nervous having it on like I'll be checking it constantly oh my gosh do you know I'm one of those people who like I'm constantly checking my pockets yes. my, pass, my phone <laughs> yeah. my wallet my keys my yeah. Everything. When you're just walking down and the street, oh, it's my fucking Smith and Wesson with you. Yes, it is. All right, is it on safety? Yeah. Oh my god, I'll be so annoying about it. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, that was uh, an unlucky day for a break for that guy. But anyway, we're not going to America today. Uh, we are going to Kazakhstan actually. Well, Ooh, interesting. Well, in the early hours of 18th of December 1980, um, a little shindig was going on in Yuzinagash, modern Kazakhstan. Uh, it was part of Soviet Union at the time, obviously, in 1980. Yeah. When some of the guests entered one of the rooms, they were not prepared for what they were about to witness. 27-year-old Zoya Slivka was being butchered as they entered. There was a piece of flesh missing from her neck and the killer began cutting off her head and arms. Ooh. Yeah, so the, obviously they all fucking ran out screaming. They, they were just like, fuck this shit up, mo. They were petrified and they immediately, you know, alerted the police. When the police arrived, they found the killer still on the scene. He was on his knees, naked and smeared with blood, still butchering the body. <laughs> the police kind of walked in and they were just like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> so it took them a moment to understand what the fuck they were looking at, which gave the killer a chance to escape. And he actually legged it out of there. You're kidding me. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They were petrified. Yeah, it's probably not something you see every yeah, day as a regular fucking... If he starts guy, running, yeah. mate, if a naked guy starts running, you... I don't know how it happened. I imagine he possibly just kind of jumped out the window and they were like, yeah. fuck. And It's yeah. probably something like that. Yeah, yeah probably something like that. Um, Zoya, she was his ninth victim by that point. He fled into the mountains, but he was tracked down and arrested the next day. So luckily he didn't really get away very far. Uh, his name was, is, Nikolaj Magaliev. He was born in November 1952 in Uzanagash to a Kazakh father and a Belarusian mother, and he was one of four children. He had three, um, not daughters, Jesus, sisters. He studied to be a railway worker, but he was conscripted into the Red Army at 18, where he was kind of working in chemical defense, yeah. just, yeah, just doing the service. And once his service ended, he decided to become a chauffeur, or to go to university, and he actually failed miserably at both. He didn't do either, because just life do be like that, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> Instead, he travelled around the Soviet Union, working in a variety of different jobs, such as a sailor, electrician, or bulldozer operator, to name a few. So he was just, you know, basically... Just getting by, basically. Yeah, just getting by, doing whatever he could. Yeah, travelling. Yeah, yeah. 
1977, he returned to Yuzinik. Sorry, sat- I'm really trying. Yes. <laughs> it's not easy. No, there's, there's too many consonants in here. <laughs> Seriously. He returned to Yuzinigash, uh, where he became a firefighter. So that was his kind of steady gig at that point. He claimed that his sex life began at 18, and it was pretty normal, though he seemed to be quite popular with the ladies. And if you look at his picture when he was, pictures when he was young, he's Asian, basically. He's Asian-looking. He's, oh, yeah. Okay. And he was quite handsome. He was... Yeah. Yeah, he's... He, and he had the chat. He was kind of like, you know, yeah. it's understandable that he was quite... He was doing all right. <laughs> but perhaps he was a little bit too popular. He said, They loved me, but I don't know why. In 1977, I contracted syphilis from Tatiana P. Then, in May 1978, I contracted trichomoniasis. Oh my god, let me try that again. Trichomoniasis. Another, another STD from a girl named Luba. At the same time, I cohabited with Tatiana Y. So obviously he had a girlfriend. I'm so sorry about the pronunciation. I should have checked how to... You guys know. You guys yeah. all know. Yeah. So yeah, he had a living girlfriend and he was just kind of contracting STDs from all the other kind of side chicks that he had going on. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, not great. It's not great, yeah. No. So, as you can see, he had no trouble having casual sex at all, but he had very interesting views on women. This is the late 70s as well. They didn't really think about protection and stuff like that. No, no, yeah. not really. And, you know, it's just, it sounds like a smaller kind of place. Yeah, like it's probably smaller. like some small town. That's yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. like a city. I don't think it was. So, yeah, it's just like one of those weird ones. But, yeah, that was, um, he said on women. From them, from women, uh, come all misfortunes. Prison, crimes. So, basically, yeah, it's our fault, ladies. You, you want to sleep around. But but the second you catch something, oh, it's... it's oh, it's those damn women again! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, so he basically hated women. He loved having sex with them, but he hated them uh, on a very weird level. And that hatred kind of grew and grew. But he suppressed his urges for two years. Yeah. In that time, he also started developing a desire for female flesh. Quite literally. Uh, he would dream of dismembered female bodies kind of floating in a river and that would just like really like get him hard because... Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. And he finally found his perfect victim in January of 1979. Uh, let me just describe what happened in his own words here. I have always loved hunting. I often went to hunt, but this was my first time hunting a woman. When I went to the Yuzinagash Maybulak Highway, I saw the young woman. She walked alone. Everything inside me pounded and I rushed after her. Hearing my steps, she turned around by a caught up with her and, grabbing her by the neck, dragged her towards the dump. She began to resist and then I cut her throat with a knife. Then I drank her blood. At that moment, a bus appeared from the direction of the Fabrikni village. I lay down on the ground and hid next to the woman. While I was lying there, my hands were frozen. When the bus passed, I warmed my hands on the woman's body and, having undressed her, began to cut her up. I cut up her chest along with strips of fat from the corpse, uh, cut out the calves, separated the pelvis and thighs. Then I put all these parts in her backpack and brought them home. I melted some of the fat and salted some, some of it and ate it like lard. Once, having minced the flesh in a meat grinder, I made dumplings. All the meat I always ate, only myself, and did not treat anyone. Fried the heart... Treat, he says. Sorry? Treat, he says. Yeah, he did yeah. not He did not share. <laughs> fried the heart and kidneys twice. I also fried the meat. But it was tough and it took a long time to cook uh, in its own fat. I ate this woman's meat for about a month. The first time I ate human flesh by force and then I got used to it. 
So, um, yeah, sick fuck, really. Uh, he ate her for a month. And also, apparently, he claims that he hasn't uh, treated anyone to the meat, but that's debatable. So we, there's, you know, some sources say that he probably did actually feed others. If, if he was still living uh, with the girlfriend at the time, mm. then uh, he's going to have to explain where this, all this meat's coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's just insane. Also, did he chop her up at the bus stop? Like it was literally in the in the kind of in the bushes behind it. Yeah. Wow! It wasn't. Yeah, it was a little bit away from the bus stop, but it was near the road, and it was yeah, Some just like just this there. Guy. Yeah, I know. So give a fuck, didn't he? Uh, her remains were found a few days later, and a case was opened, but there were no leads whatsoever. They literally had no idea what the fuck happened here. There was no nothing, and the investigation died pretty quickly. Nikolai continued killing. On April 21st, he killed 70-year-old Anna Marinova, who was returning home after evening prayers. On June 21st, he broke into Alina and Lida Zivanova house as they were sleeping and murdered them. They were mother and daughter. His next victim was 23-year-old Valentina Prohaska. Valentina, actually, allegedly stole from Tatiana Y, Nikolai's partner at the time. Um, she... Uh, Tatiana told him about the whole thing, that, oh, this bitch stole from me. And uh, she told him that she reported it to the police. And he basically scolded her for going to the cops. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to deal with it. Just bring the fucking thief to my house and I'll I'll deal with it. <laughs> so, um, okay. After that, he went out on the piss with some pals, like, you know, on the vodka. Yeah. And when he returned, Valentina was in his room, just waiting for him to... Insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he claims they talked for a while and then they had consensual sex. He realised that after they had sex, he realised that his girlfriend might come in at any time, which, duh, yeah, probably. They were actually not kind of living at the time because she was um, apparently staying in some sort of um, emergency accommodation thing. Like she wasn't, she sounds like she was more of a transient kind of person. Okay. So yeah, she wasn't like staying there full time. No. But obviously... She can't come in anytime. Yeah. <clears throat> so he suggested that he and Valentina go to the barn outside. He claims that he carried her there in his arms like the romantic man that he is. <laughs> and they had sex again. But this time he wasn't satisfied. He said, At that moment I wanted her again. Then I took my knife and carefully cut her throat. I began to suck her blood and got excited, excited again. Having had sex with her again, I realised that she had already died. Having dismembered her body at the joints, I put the meat in a barrel and what was left, uh, I buried in the garden. And later the police, when they searched his home, they did indeed find human meat, salted human meat in the barrel on the property. So he was not lying about that. He was arrested on August 21st that same year, but not for not for the reason you might think. He actually accidentally shot one of his colleagues while, when he was pissed. So he just... So the police came and they were like, these damn firefighters again, doing firefighting <laughs> with guns. I don't know. <laughs> he was um, evaluated, obviously, you know, they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you, mm-hmm. mate? And he was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia. The shooting was an accident, so he basically, it was an accident, and also, you're a crazy person, yeah. you know, quote unquote. So he got four and a half years, but he only served one year. So after a year, he was free to kill again. On November the 8th, 1980, he was having a fun night. He was basically having a bit of a hookup with 26-year-old Tatiana Garova. They fell asleep because they've had a couple of drinks and, you know, they did the dirty. Mm-hmm. They were just ready for a little nap. Uh, he woke up in the middle of the night and thought, why am I sorry for the infidels? 
He cut her throat and began to drink her blood. He said that in the book Black Mist, it says that if you cut a person f- person's throat and look intently, you can see the soul leave the body. And he looked, and he looked, and he saw Farco, obviously. And about that book, it will come up again later. I've tried looking, like googling it and seeing what fucking book is this. No idea. I couldn't tell you. It's just I have no idea what kind of book it is, but um, yeah, no, just fucking. It's it. probably some old school book. Something else yeah, something. written by some weird yeah. old person. I mean, it's not going to be something that's like no. be on Google. And also, if you Google yeah. Black Mist, there's a shitload of books oh, called yeah, that, and it's true. None of them as well. None of them are yeah. what I'm looking for. But um, yeah, 22-year-old Valia Solka met the same fate on December 13th, and that brings us to the. Murder of Zoya Slivka, the one we discussed um, earlier, that happened on 19th of December. Whilst he was in custody, he claimed that the women were prostitutes and he wanted to rid the world of them because, you know, they all, all of them are such good people, yeah. aren't they? Just ridding the world of sex work. Including the 70 year old woman mm-hmm. that was coming back from prayers. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, she was just absolutely no good. Yeah, or the mum and daughter that would just happen to be napping yeah. in their own house. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. His trial began almost a year later on December 3rd, 1981, and he explained to the female judge, quote, I killed women for several reasons. Firstly, I satisfied my sexual desire for them that way. Secondly, I felt an irresistible attraction to the female body, so I tried to know it completely. Therefore, I ate female meat. Thirdly, in the book Black Mist, which I read several years ago, it is written that the women of the ancient Germans drank blood to to become divine. I also wanted to be divine, and so drank their blood. Again, that stupid fucking book. I mean, what was it? What? I don't know. I don't know. I suppose any book is what how you want to interpret exactly. it. Fine. Uh, he then proceeds to chat shit about wanting to strike fear into women in the area, how it was his revenge on women for violating the laws of nature and wanting to be higher than men, which again, what the fuck does that even mean? But all right, we are higher than men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and apparently Tatiana G was sacrificed on the anniversary of his grandmother's death, and Valia was a sacrifice for the 100th anniversary of his grandfather's birth. So basically he claimed his reasons for killing were complex and multidimensional. I'm sure they were, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know what I mean, it's just like, oh, really? So you're really coming up with all this shit just to justify what you've done? You killed a woman for your nan's fucking death anniversary. All right, didn't it? That makes perfect fucking sense, mate. (laughs) But he was uh, diagnosed schizophrenic, so he didn't get sent to prison because he was mentally ill. Uh, He was instead sent to a psychiatric hospital for compulsory treatment. He was there for eight years, and on August 29th, 1989, he escaped as he was being transferred to a different facility. So he just fucking kind of legged it into the mountains again. He's very good at that. He was on the run for two years, actually. He just Whoa. fucking... Yeah, he just disappeared for That's two years. That's crazy. Mate, it's I so... thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, and they got him the next day, like, the same Not time this now. time, I'm afraid. Not this time. Two years, mate. That's crazy. Uh-huh. It's not even a huge country. Well, he wasn't <laughs> found there. That's the thing. Oh, that makes sense. He eventually, he eventually got tired of the fugitive lifestyle, so he committed some petty theft. So, basically, he stole sheep. Okay. That's what he did. He was like, I could do with a break from, like... Running away. Yeah, basically. And he just wanted a cushy little prison cell for a little while. So he just stole someone's sheep. And that was in Fergana, in neighbouring Uzbekistan. So it's just not the same country anymore, basically. And then when the police came, he claimed to be a Chinese citizen. 
which, all right, cool. But he couldn't explain how he entered the country. So <laughs> the Afghan police were kind of suspicious. Like, what the fuck do you mean you're Chinese and we have no record of you ever entering the, card, the country from China? Mm. Like, what is that all about? So basically they requested help from Moscow. He was identified pretty quickly. Like, one of the investigators was like, yeah, I know who the fuck that yeah. is. Bring him. <laughs> and he got sent back to the hospital. In 1994, he was released and sent back to Yuzinagesh under observation. So basically, they released him from the hospital, like, just go back to the fucking village you came from. It will be all fine. He wasn't exactly welcomed, though, of by course. the people there. First of all, it's crazy they didn't even send him back to the same you know place I mean? that he did all this stuff in. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apparently, women were, like, spitting on him in the street, which is kind of understandable. Yeah. And, yeah, it just wasn't the best kind of, like, vibe in the streets at that time. So he vanished again, because he was basically supposed to be under supervision. He was supposed to, you know, they were keeping an eye on him. But he just fucking vanished again. It's like, oh my God, seriously. He was found in 95, so basically a year he was on the run. And he was sent back to the hospital then. And that was after allegedly more bodies were found. And I totally believe that. Um, So do I. Because in September 2014, he was convicted of his 10th murder, which he committed in 1990 whilst on the run. So that was way, way before. So he definitely, they know that he killed at least another person. Um, Do you think it's only one? No, I reckon there were more. I highly doubt I don't, one, I don't yeah. think he stopped killing. I reckon he just got kind of... He was probably... I fucking knows where he was. Yeah. We don't know. They found him in fucking Uzbekistan. Yeah, exactly. Where he was around, you know, and especially people... They wouldn't have heard about it. The Soviet Union had no business telling anybody yeah. that they, we've got a serial killer on yeah. us. There was this not a thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, if he so goes village to village... They wouldn't know. It could be the first case for them. Yeah. Not knowing that there's actually a case exactly. like this. You know, ten like ten cases like this prior to this. So exactly. How so. They, exactly. <laughs> they, that's probably how he got away with it. Yeah, I reckon there's probably yeah. quite a few more. It's just, yeah. I he, think so too. You, you know... In, in 2016, rumours started circulating that he escaped again. <laughs> the police tracked down the source of the rumour and arrested a 21-year-old local woman who confessed to starting the rumour. <sighs> However, a lot of people were adamant that they have seen him around. And also, in countries like that, I am not entirely sure if the police can be fully... The, the police can't be fucking fully trusted here. Anywhere, I think. Anywhere. That's so truth, yeah. maybe he did kind of get away for a little bit. And someone saw him, and that's yeah. how the rumor started. And, like, and the woman just fucking was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Just arrest me. And like, fine, I did it. I started the rumor. Yeah, even though be. I have seen him there. We don't know. It could be just someone that like, started shit on Facebook. this guy has clearly just, uh, he's done this multiple times. It's, he got yeah, away you know multiple I mean? times. He's very good at this. Yeah, so they could be like, yo, you know what? This is embarrassing for us. Yeah. We can't like release another <laughs> statement saying this guy's missing. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have to suck it up. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I don't know. We honestly don't know. They, they claim, like the police claim, that it was just like, like a stupid yeah. incident thing, that no, we know exactly where he is, but a lot of people are kind of like, no, no, we've seen him around, like, on the street yeah. kind of thing. So I don't know, but yeah. Um, he once petitioned for the death penalty, but the doctors claim that it's just a symptom of his mental health deteriorating, which, like, no shit, <laughs> okay. He spends his time repairing watches and audiovisual equipment, and the doctors say about him, Quote, his behaviour is orderly, the patient is calm. He willingly works in the department, helping the staff. We have no grounds to believe that he poses a danger to others. He can quietly be in society and be observed in a regular hospital, which I highly fucking doubt. Uh, that's just my personal opinion and it means nothing. 
Now, anyway, very interesting fact about him as well. He was in a fight or something stupid when he was a child and he lost his teeth, like a couple of his front teeth. And instead of replacing them with regular teeth, he got fangs, basically. And he was called the Metal Fang. That was his kind of nickname. Okay. Because he had like those pointy... You can't really see it if you Google him because he always I mean, keeps his mouth well, shut. after you but... just said that he slits the throat and then sucks the blood... Oh, that's so, so very... vampirish, isn't it? Exactly. It's so weird. With his fangs. That uh, is a bit crazy. Yeah, with also with this... With this, Obviously, I gave you the account that he gave with his first victim, uh, who was a Jehovah Witness, I believe, or yeah, another... Oh, so she was happened to just be just, passing Yeah, around. he waited two years and he found finally the perfect victim for him, which is probably yeah just you know opportunity kind of arose. I think so it doesn't yeah. really seems like an easy opportunity especially no. if it's one person knocking at your front door yeah I know yeah but um yeah so when he did that also he did rape her the first one yeah. the first victim it's just he didn't mention it but it's they know that she yeah. was sexually assaulted so um, yeah but he's got very good excuses for that because it was his grandparent the grandfather's 100th fucking birth anniversary or whatever and it was written in the stars that he has to kill so there's that there you go I mean the, the one thing that's really a, a little bit difficult to understand is that his crimes I understand he's ill person mentally ill person but his crimes were so severe Mm. That the idea that they he's even eligible to be out in like do you understand like even if they do medicate him and train yeah, him yeah I don't know I just don't understand how you could even take that risk with somebody who's committed and it's not just once he's dying multiple yeah. times very serious he clearly has yeah. no like he doesn't I just don't stop. even understand why he was considered to be released no it's crazy and I, to be fair the rumors are to like no one really exactly knows where he is yeah. So fuck knows, maybe he did disappear in 2016 and he's just roaming the countryside, like, just doing weird shit. We don't actually... They definitely don't well. have him, because if they if they have him, um, they would release something They just don't want... Uh, maybe they've got him back now. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know, but we don't know his exact whereabouts. We don't know which hospital. Because maybe normally, he's scared he'll run away again. <laughs> maybe. They don't want anyone to fucking yeah. know to help him, like, or to freak the local people that he's there. You know what I mean? Just behind the wall. But I don't know. But yeah, he's um, a very disturbed man. But and also the cannibalism. What the fuck is up with that? That's so weird. Like, oh, I, I find women so beautiful. Yeah. I have to eat them. Like, and it's also, mm. it seems, based on how he described his life, it seems that it was a feeling and thought that came to him later in life. It wasn't really something he was struggling with yeah. for... A, uh, is that normal for cannibalism? Like, I don't know. Do they... It just happens while they're doing these things? Like, they happen to... It has to be work. some sort of curiosity. Or, yeah, you. or do you have that curiosity as a child? I have no interest in trying no. my flesh. I, and I'd love to try lots of different types of meat. <laughs> You're a proper carnivore, aren't but you? But I don't want to try oh. that ever. <laughs> no, that's not what yeah. Know. No, I don't know. I guess I, I probably would eat human meat in like the like you know like that was it rugby team or whatever stuck in the mountains. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. a yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, probably. But well, if they told me that like oh you eat like a pound a year, you can <laughs> you know look ten years younger or something, <laughs> then I I might have to consider it. I don't know. <laughs> But like, but then again, oh. like, it's, where do you get this meat from? Like, it's just crazy. That's the thing: is it sustainably produced? <laughs> Who has to donate their body for the meat? <clears throat> yeah, it like, has that's to be how fresh, it works, right? Isn't it? Yeah. As soon as they die, you have it, to like grab yeah, it, chop it up, and, and you can't just go to the morgue and like no. get whatever. It's from, once it's frozen, you can't it's get gone, like a thirty-day old. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, yeah, the cannibalism is it's crazy, but I, it must have been something. But he's clearly ill, and people that have mm. suffer from that kind of illness generally have these weird and uh, out of the blue yeah. scenarios happening in their heads, playing out and stuff. And yeah. from the first murder, you can almost tell that he was he had it. He, yeah. he got diagnosed later on, but you can almost sense that he had some kind of similar. Yeah, there was actually uh, something brewing. Yeah, under his cap for sure. Sure, but yeah, I guess he, he kind of hid it very well because he yeah. did seem like you could have a normal child. He was quite charming. He was just the, yeah. you know he was fine um, but yeah it's just, he had very kind of twisted and also fucking knows was he schizophrenic we yeah. don't really know do we that was no. in the 80s in Soviet Russia yeah. but the fuck knows really what he had he definitely had something wrong yeah. with him but what was it we don't know even people um, nowadays still get um, misdiagnosed all the time yeah. so who knows exactly. exactly so who knows really what you know Hopefully they do actually have them though. <laughs> yeah, I but yeah, I imagine they do. They do. Now. If they don't, I'm sure there'd be more murders, and I think people will be more on it now than ever because yeah. there will be like people seeing them, people videoing. So if he is, out oh, it can't out. circulate on Facebook if you arrest everyone who like po- reposts it. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I don't. know I'm not bashing Kazakhstan whatsoever. No, it's just like yeah, it's just very suspicious that. You know, this woman got arrested for spreading rumours. Also, when was the last time you heard of someone getting fucking arrested for spreading rumours? I think it's the ser- seriousness of the rumour she was spreading. I say they did have him, and she's telling everyone that. I think there's people probably like, n- yeah. you know, they're just, they're not, they're, they're probably shitting themselves on a regular basis. Probably. Which I would be. Imagine you're a woman chilling in there, that. and this guy happens to be roaming around, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, having said that, there's probably a lot of dodgy characters around. 100%. At all times. But yeah, no, to be fair, if you knew that this kind of person is in yeah. your area, it would be like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty horrible story, really. But what have you got for us to finish I do have a on? fun fact to finish up have on. You? Exciting. Yes, uh, let's pull it out. Hold on, guys. All right, so there are more people in jail in the US per capita than anywhere else in the world. Hmm. So less than 5% of the global population lives in the United States, but the country has more than 20% of the world's prison population. That's fucking insane. That's an insane number. That doesn't... I can't even compute those numbers, to be honest. Yeah, it's believed the US tends to heavily prosecute minor offences with long sentences compared to other countries that don't deem similar crimes prison-worthy. In 2013, it was believed to be 2.2 million incarcerated people in the US. Mm. Um, I think it's much higher now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely a lot higher now. Um, At the same time, China was second in the global lineup with 1.6 million prisoners on record, despite... I love that they had to mention on record. <laughs> I mean, well, with China, yeah. Yes. That's the records we, we are allowed to see, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So Yeah, so 1.6 million prisoners, despite having a population of four times larger than the USA. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. But I have always heard that the American, you know, po- prison population is fucked. Really, yeah, so I've heard, it's like, privatized and it's all money. It's money, all money, money to the point mm. where it's uh, it's unbelievable that it's still going on. Like it's uh, yeah. the fact that they they haven't come together as a, a government to do something about this because it's well, no, because they're probably earning the most. Oh yes, exactly. It. Have you heard? I I don't want to lie oh, to yeah, you right now, but I have. Huh. They have donations there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, it's a lobbying, which yeah, in lobbying, my opinion is corruption, go. really. Yeah, that's Legal what it is, exactly. But fine. Um, <laughs> no, apparently they literally have, like, arrest, like, fucking eight-year-olds sometimes and, like, whatnot. It's just, like... Yeah. I need to do that. That's a story before, we could yeah. do, actually, because I think it is an actual kind of criminal thing. Now, there was definitely a story about, like, some specific 
police department doing that kind of shit. But yeah, it's just insane. And yeah, it's, it's, oh god. But those stats are fucking insane. It's insane, honestly. And and especially when you know how much it can ruin your life. Like yeah. everybody, when we're young and stupid, or even when mm. we're not as young. As, can you imagine just being yeah, caught we smoking weed stuff, and then yeah. you get fucking done for however long? And it's not exactly like they take care of their prisoners like in in Norway or Sweden. Oh. They, you know, they get. If I, if I go to prison, it better be in like Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> they really do and apparently the results show for it as well like the, oh. the number of the percentage of uh, re-offenders are ridiculously low there yeah so like people will be like oh this is no way to treat a prisoner but it does work like studies have shown that when you treat them like human beings and try and give them a better way or teach them a better way yeah. of life they come back and they do implicate that implement that sorry yeah. in their lives And um, but whereas in the USA it's a completely different it's the opposite no, you might trash, go in there you? yeah you might go in there as a you know petty crime nothing that mm. serious but you come out a hardened criminal yeah. because of what you face in prison that's the thing isn't so it? it's like it, so and which then like you said the prison is all like privatized so they're not going to be uh, upset with that it's they want not, you to come back exactly it's not yeah. it's not on their agenda to like to you know, help you. people exactly. reform you no no they want you to come back and stay as long as possible fucking his aunt oh my god now I'm upset about corruption <laughs> yeah, it's, it's madness and then there's the 50 states and all states have their own kind of laws oh, and so like one state you can get this kind of punishment another state you can do like it's 10 insane, years more it? like it's really crazy yeah America is a very complicated complicated for sure yeah. Jesus Christ Seriously. But anyway. But yeah. that is a ridiculous number, though. Seriously. It is. Crazy. Yeah, guys, if you go to America, fucking watch yourselves. Watch yeah? yourselves. If you live yeah. in America, watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for listening tonight, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Wait, before you go, we would love to hear some feedback. So if you could leave us a review or drop us an email at podofterror at gmail.com or find us on any social media at podofterror, we would love to hear from you guys. Bye.